fun. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Sweet Talk with Honey and Naya. It is a new year. We are not new people. Uh, all that new year, new me bullshit just does not hit around here. Uh, the only thing that's new about me is that I am freshly tattooed just all over the fucking place. People keep saying face tattoos ruin your life, and I'm just like, well, the world's ending, so who gives a fuck? Naya's been through some whack shit the past couple of days herself, <laughs> so, uh, new year, just all starting in a fun way. Trauma. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, uh... That's how I brought in my new year. But we got lots of stuff to talk about. This, this is... There's not really a a theme to this episode other than us playing catch-up for this first episode of the new season. I'm super excited about the new season. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about, especially after this upcoming pay-per-view, because, uh, well, trust me, in another episode, Naya has plenty to talk about before the pay-per-view. Yeah. As do I. This is not just her. <laughs> I'm very excited. But, uh... <laughs> But for the purposes of this episode, we're just playing catch-up. We've been gone a couple of weeks. It's been, like, what, a month since we've recorded anything. Uh, so we're just kind of, you know, talking about our hiatus, what we've been doing, uh, what we've been not doing. And, like I said, I have largely just spent time figuring out what tattoos are going to go where and trying to not get the plague. I need to get my booster shot as you all should be getting as well. Uh, if you haven't gotten it yet, they are free of charge and please also get tested regularly just because you never fucking know, especially since, you know, for, you know, half they're saying for, you know, half the fucking people, it's just going to feel like fucking allergies. And then, you know, another third of people, they're like, Oh, well, this, this, you know, you won't even have symptoms. So, you never fucking know if you got the plague or not. So, please get your booster shot. Be aware that it might absolutely kick your ass like it did with me. And, uh, I don't know. My, my year also started out with, uh, <laughs> uh, with Tim Thatcher getting fired. And, as you all know, Timothy Thatcher was the first subject of any episode of Sweet Talk. Uh, because he's just my absolute favorite wrestler in the world. And, you know, I've I've often preached that it's not a big deal when wrestlers get fired, and I and I still don't think it is. But uh I, I was, you know, I you know, it was one of those double standard moments where, you know, I was upset. But I kinda I talked about it a little bit on Twitter, uh, at the Jaguar back, if you wanna hit me up. And you know, I, I realized it wasn't him getting fired that, that bothered me. And of course, I'm sad when anyone loses a job just because that sucks in this economy. Um, but it's, and it's something that, that came up recently on another thing on, on, on the wrestling Twitter. Because I was like, it's, it's because WWE and NXT and to some degree AEW are the most accessible wrestling promotions like they're the most like you can turn on fox on fucking fridays and smackdown's on you know like you don't even need cable to watch smackdown um which fun fact is the reason that i always watch smackdown and not raw because we never had cable and we only had a uh, network tv so that's why i'm so attached to that brand um but you know and and tim 
in particular is so inaccessible, which is not a bad thing. I I don't think there's a problem with him being like, I don't I don't want to interact with other humans. <laughs> but it it was I realized that my being upset about him being released was coming from just like, you know, he's gonna pop up at all these fucking indie shows or go back to Germany or do all this shit that's going to be completely inaccessible to me unless someone, like, puts it on YouTube. Um, so I realized that that was more the reason why I was upset more than anything, which I think is, I think that's actually where a lot of people's feelings come from when wrestlers get released is just being like, well, they're not going to be as accessible anymore, which I get. Um, and hopefully, you know, he pops up not on AEW, because fuck that. I do not want him. Someone was like, I want Regal, Joe, and Tim, and Biff to show up in AEW as this badass faction. And I was like, do not no, put Samoa Joe and Timothy Thatcher in injury hell. fucking palooza. Like, I am sorry. I do not. Tim is about to be 40. I do not want him to be breaking his neck when he's about to be 40. Samoa Joe doesn't need to be around all them people. Like, Impact's there. New Japan has a United States-based promotion. They're, like, people act like fucking Mexico doesn't exist. These bitches can move to Mexico and go wrestle there. And, like, there's Impact. Ring of Honor isn't dead. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but Ring of Honor apparently isn't dead after all, which is great. I, that sounded sarcastic. I actually mean it. I like Ring of Honor. Um, they do a lot of good stuff. But, yeah, they're not dead. They're coming back in April, so check that out if you get a chance. Uh, But, yeah, people act like there's, you know... It's like every time someone gets released, they want them to go to AEW as, like, a stick it to WWE. Not so much as, like, that's a good place for them to work. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to say. When you mentioned that someone said, like, they should all make a faction, honestly, that's clearly just in order for them to make a bunch of we got fired references as opposed to doing anything of substance because you know what all do those four people even have in common to create a stable besides like it's so and that and that's another thing to me is i was like that's so out of character because like has tim ever cared about that before like even like not just tim all four of them samoa joe has never been that kind of person Biff has never been that kind of person. Tim is not that kind of person to sit there Bro, and whine, like William Regal <laughs> made his I got released tweets and was like, and don't reply with nastiness or be negative about WWE because I won't hear anything bad about them because he is the sweetest man on planet Earth. Shout out to William Regal and his adorable lizards. Um but it was, but then people were being nasty to WWE in the replies, and I was like, "Bitch, can you not read? <laughs> like, can you not read, motherfucker? Say what again? Because <laughs> like he act, like he actively said, don't be nasty towards WWE, and I was like, N- like you guys at- are just straight up. Why is, why are your feelings more important than his right now? You know, like." Why, like, everyone gets into this feeling like their feelings are more important than the people who got released. So it's like... But also, with the, with the faction thing, I was like, so you want them to do what Undisputed Era is doing? <laughs> Just, yeah, literally that. <laughs> the like, exact same thing. Because that's the same thing. 
But yeah, no. It's it's been ridiculous and I think I actually got blocked by somebody over something I said about Tim. Um which is fair. Block me if you need to. Uh cuz I was just like, why do y'all want him to do this? Like if he wants to retire, I'm okay with that. Like if he wants to just go fuck off into the woods, go be a journalist again, go op- like work at a wrestling school or something. If he wants to go work at a wrestling school in Oklahoma, I mean, you know, so we can have our little meat cute that I need to be having, then, you know, I wouldn't fight that either. But, like, it's this whole, and I mean, I didn't intend for this to be an episode about wrestling releases, you know what I mean? But, uh, it's, it is, you know, a thing that happened during our hiatus, so it's, it's worth talking about. But it's also, like, like, why do you guys want to dictate what they do? Like, why do you want to dictate where these people go and what they do and what they do with their lives? Like, especially with someone like Tim, like, he, more than most wrestlers, marches to the beat of his own drum. And it's just weird to me to see all these people trying to dictate, like, what he should and shouldn't do. Like, he can do whatever he wants. He, Like I said, he can go back to journalism. He can work at a wrestling school. He can keep wrestling. He can do something that none of us ever find out about because he doesn't have social media and he doesn't update us on anything because he's, in his own words, a jerk. So, (laughs) but it's just frustrating to see because, you know, I was also trying to, like, be super positive about the situation and be like, you know, whatever he does next. Because, like, even if, if he does show up in AEW, I will go watch it because I care about him and I care about his wrestling. So, I mean, even if he does show up in a place like that, I will go watch it. I won't like it and I'll look uh uh what is it? The the Miz girl. That will be my face the whole time. It's just, you know, the just the very deep frown. But that's a big thing that happened over our hiatus. And like I said, I did mention it just because he was the thing that got me started on doing this. Just because I, you know, the very first episode was about him and about, you know, my endless, boundless praise for him and his wrestling. Which, I don't know. It's just, it, it was a bigger thing that happened over the hiatus. And... I, you know, wrestling-wise, I'd say the biggest thing that happened over the hiatus was, uh, Brock. <laughs> but anyway, how, how, uh, how have you been doing, Naya? Other than the ringing the new year in with horrible, horrible trauma. Give us just one second, folks. Uh, it looks like Naya has gone away. We're having some connection issues on this, uh, episode. There's some new hardware being involved that we're all kind of bouncing around with so if you'll give us just one second we'll pause and be back okay hey guys we're back sorry about that like i said hardware issues because it's you know 2022 and that's just how this year is going to be already i was just asking (laughs) uh you know how you've been over over the hiatus what you've been up to because uh if you guys a lot of you probably do follow Miss Naya on Twitter, and you'll notice that she has not been around uh, yeah. for a little bit. Um, I ended up taking a bit of a break, a hiatus. I'm 
I've logged back into my account, but I'm still not fully as active as I was before and as I normally am. Um, personally, I was just not feeling great in the space. And when I don't feel good somewhere, I personally like to remove myself from the not feeling good space. So I just decided to take a break from wrestling, take a break from wrestling Twitter mostly, and just kind of focus on other things in my life. I'm trying to get back to training soon. Um, so I've been like focusing on like working out and my nutrition and things like that, which has made me feel a lot better. Um, you know, I did go to the day one pay-per-view though, which I was like, of course, as soon as I decide to go on a break is right when I have tickets to a whole ass pay-per-view, but <laughs> I did enjoy myself. The only thing that sucked is literally while we were standing in line, we found out that Roman had COVID and, you know, I'm, I love Roman. Um, one of the girls that I went with, a friend, she is a huge Roman fan and she like, she was like, I don't even know if I'm going to enjoy the show now because she doesn't even watch wrestling that much anymore herself. And so it was kind of like, damn, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, we still had a good time, you know, we got to see Edge, which is really cool because everybody loves Edge and fun fact, Edge actually retired on like my 11th birthday. <laughs> Like so that sucked. So but it was a cool full circle moment from going from that to getting to see him live and he did the brood entrance and that was really cool to see. Um and of course seeing Brock win the title. I'm I'm a pretty big Brock fan. I consider myself a fan of Brock. You know, I've been a fan of his since I was like a kid. And even though um I was really excited to see him and Roman, um getting to see him in the five way was really cool. I know not everyone was happy about the fact that Biggie lost the title <laughs> and I'm kind of I don't know I, that was kind of a discourse that I observed a little bit but didn't really uh give any input on because I'm like I love Biggie I think Biggie is great and honestly if it were if it were my decision I wouldn't have taken the title off of him um but at the same time I just wasn't as heartbroken about it as other people were I don't know if it's just because it was Brock or just you know I don't know I feel like I just feel like it's fine. I just don't think it's as the end of the world as some people kind of are making it seem like it is. That might be a bit of a unpopular opinion, but you know. Um, so I'm excited. I think that Brock has been so much fun since he's came back this I time mean, around. Actually, he's been a lot of fun since like since he won Money in the Bank. Brock well, has been yeah. kind of very different and a lot of fun to watch. And I think it's so insane, but also, like, great that Brock is, like, cutting promos now, and they're, like, actually really good, and he's just so entertaining in a different way, because I think Brock has always been entertaining in a Brock way, and now he's doing it in a, like, another way that we're not used to seeing from him, which is, like, it's just really cool to see, in my opinion. It's really cool to witness. Um, and Bobby versus Brock is happening at Royal Rumble. I'm really excited about that because that's an I know I'm known for the Rawlings thing like that's my brand but Bobby versus Brock is another match that I have wanted for a long time and I've been campaigning for for a long time like if you go and look at my tweets from the summer the what I wanted SummerSlam to be was Bobby Brock Seth Roman so now that's actually happening at Rumble so I'm really happy and excited about that 
And yeah, I don't really want to talk about my <laughs> traumatic experience yesterday, but you know, if I don't seem as like chipper, I mean, I don't know that I'm ever really chipper, but like if I don't seem as upbeat as I normally am, um, I did have something crazy happen to me yesterday. If you follow me on Twitter, I made a tweet about it because you know, I have to deal with things in my own personal way, but I don't really want to talk about it on here. But I'm fine and physically safe and all that. I think that's that's about everything I've been up to. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, I mean, we uh, we both haven't, you know, we've had a handful of you know, not great things over the hiatus, but that Can we does pause real quick. Speaking of yeah. trauma, I have a really important call to take real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh yeah, if you guys will give us just a little bit, we'll be back in a minute. Alright, guys, we're back and I don't even remember what the fuck we were talking about at this point. Uh I don't yeah. either. I'm so sorry for that. <laughs> like, no, it's fine. It was, it, trust me, if it wasn't super important, then I wouldn't have uh answered it, but it was a really important call. I, I remembered what I was going to say before we paused, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's fine. You're, you're dealing with, uh, some real life stuff. And I do want to stress to everyone that she is fine. Everything is fine. It was just one of those yes. calls that you can't ignore because if you don't, then it's going to cause problems in the future. God, just like last week, yeah. I had to play phone tag back and forth for literally five days. Before I got on the phone with someone. And at this point, I don't even remember if I actually got on the phone. Because I, like, woke up in the middle of my sleep to answer the phone. So I don't even remember if it actually happened. So I was just like... Because I called them one week. They had to call me back when they got back to work. And then I missed that call. So I had to call them. And they missed that call. So they had to call me. And I missed that call. So they had to call me again and then that's when we finally actually got on the same page and it was ridiculous but uh but yeah i remembered what i was gonna say it was just uh i thought i'd take a second to kind of delve into the whole hiatus thing the purpose of it because uh i just think it would be because you know we usually uh you know for a little fun behind the scenes look at how this works we usually the hell was that uh okay um but uh we usually record three episodes every time that we record and then i post those and i spread them out over the course of like a week two weeks whatever uh and so over winter break when we kind of did over you know December when we did our year in review I was like well that kind of wraps up the whole you know just this whole like year so it didn't really we didn't really have anything in particular to talk about after that so I was like well you know let's take a, a break you know like a break over winter right. over the holidays and all that so we didn't have to be thinking about you know trying to figure out a time to record like the week of Christmas or anything, because that would have been the only other time. And, uh, so, going forward, uh, 
my plan is to have like kind of quarterly hiatuses. Like we do, like we split, like the years basically split into four months. Uh, give me just one sec. Uh, and you know, every four months or so, we take a like a two week break just so we can have a little bit of time where we're not, you know, figuring out topics. Because uh, again, this is a you know little behind the scenes section of this episode. Because, you know, it takes a while for us to come up with topics. Sometimes it'll just be about a pay-per-view. Obviously, we do our pay-per-view review shows, so that's not one that we have to put a lot of thought into. But we also both have to make sure that we watch the pay-per-view and so that we yeah. we know we know what's happening. Because, you know, with the, uh, the Saudi pay-per-view, I remember we... Uh, I think you didn't watch it, and I watched most... One of us watched it live... And then the other one didn't. I watched didn't. it live, and you didn't. You watched it, and I watched I... it back. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, I could not remember. But, so we kind of had to make sure we were caught up with each other. But, other thing, but yeah, so when we do a pay-per-view review, we have to make sure that we, we watch the pay-per-view. We have the card at hand. And then, you know, when we're coming up with our actual, like, subjects for episodes, that does take a while. Uh, and, you know, then we do our character episodes, um, which we will be doing more of in the future. Uh, you know, that takes time. We have to sit there and we have to, you know, what are the points that we're going to make with each, with each, uh, wrestler? What are we going to cover? What are the important things about their career? So it, it all takes some, and, uh. You know, it, it takes it takes some in-between research and, you know, thought between episodes. Uh, I know when we, you know, when we're recording, it kind of seems like we're just coming around and, you know, fucking around, which is what's happening in this one. Uh, but, <laughs> but, you know, it, uh, it, uh, it, it does take some, you know, thought and effort, and I'm currently working on developing the MMA side of this podcast, which is, uh, gonna involve a lot of research. <laughs> um, but it, uh, but yeah, it, it, I think that's why it's a good idea to take a two week or three week break every couple of months just to, and I think it also helps because then, and I still need to actually go back and do this and, and, and uh, and split up the seasons more accurately. But I think it would be nice to kind of have it in seasons. So that, like, if you're looking for a specific episode, you can be like, oh, it was in season. And then you can go and find it through that. Um, so I just, you know, I think that overall the hiatus idea, I think, will help us in the long run. Um, so... Just, you know, in this upcoming season, I think our goal is to kind of stick with the same things we've been doing. I guess we need to do another episode where we talk about hot wrestlers because that was apparently, like, really a hit. Uh, that's gotten more listens than I think any of the ones <laughs> since we started co-hosting, uh, which is understandable. I was drunk. It was funny. Uh... But, you know, there are a lot more deep dives into 
specific wrestlers' careers that I'd like to do that I'm sure Naya would like to do. Uh, I would like to do have more guests. I would like to actually have guests, you know. Um, just because, you know, Naya being a guest on the show is, is, you know, what led to her being the co-host. Uh, and it was just, it was something I enjoyed. I'm sure you would enjoy it as well. Uh, and, you know, it's, and, you know, our usual stuff where we pick a, a topic about wrestling or, you know, social media involving wrestling and, uh, you know, our, our pay-per-view reviews and stuff like that. And, uh, we actually plan on doing a preview since we actually caught it in time. (laughs) Since we actually caught it in time, we can do a preview of the Royal Rumble. Uh, and, you know, we will, we will plan on doing a review show after that. Um... But yeah, I mean, and you know, dear listeners, if you want to hit us up at uh, on Twitter, uh, we we have it linked on our uh, on our anchor and stuff like that. We're we're not hard to find. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, it uh, you know, if you guys have any suggestions on what you might like to hear, we're happy to to take suggestions. We're happy to, you know, you know, if there's anything that you guys would want to hear more of. We'd be happy to do that. Um, although I will say, wrestling social media, like you know, like you said, was you weren't feeling it recently, and it has been getting a so little. There was, there was... Sorry, continue. There no, was not a, anyway. a particular. There was a particular incident that caused my like. Well, I won't say that was a direct cause but like ever since that it kind of was like i feel like every time i opened the app i would feel like this negative vibe negative energy and it was making me feel not good and and Mm -hmm. i'll be honest and say triggering a little bit of anxiety for me which i hate to admit because i'm a big person who believes like social media is social media and you shouldn't really let it affect you Mm -hmm. in real life but i'll be honest and say in that time it was giving me a little bit of anxiety and so so what happened was, and this is the dumbest thing ever, but that's social media for you, and that's wrestling Twitter for you. What happened was, um, <clears throat> there was a day where people were discoursing about whether or not Roman Reigns' title reign um, was like beneficial to people he was um, facing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'd made a comment. Sorry, give us just. Sorry, guys. Like it's it's goddamn hardware issues and possibly software issues at this point. Sorry. Continue. Specific incident. There was something about Roman's title reign being beneficial, and then Becky Lynch and something. Yeah. So I made I made a comment. You know, being my cheeky self, I made Mm. a comment saying something like, you know. Becky admitted in so many words that she advocated to beat Bianca at SummerSlam the way that she beat Bianca at SummerSlam, you know, for whatever reasons. And I said, like, I think it's funny how Becky literally admitted to doing that, and yet people keep accusing Roman of doing something, but nobody has an issue with the fact that she's doing it and she admitted to it. You know what I mean? And so, long story short, 
uh, a number of Becky Lynch fans essentially accused me of being a liar and saying that she never said this, despite the fact that several people in the quotes, in the replies, not just my mutuals, not just my friends, but like other people who would just happen to find this post because it kind of blew up, in which that is an issue in and of itself. Um, were saying that they saw this interview too and they knew exactly what I was talking about but instead these people continue to spread this shit that I'm that I'm a liar and if you know me I'm not a liar I have no reason to lie about anything especially wrestling related I don't hate or dislike Becky Lynch that much that I feel the need to make up anything about her ever in fact I've defended Becky and other wrestlers that I don't really care for in instances where I felt like things were being said about them that weren't true or didn't apply to them. Like I'm, I'm a very honest person and a pretty rational person, I like to think. And so it really bothered me that people were calling me a liar and that I lost several mutuals because of it. People like didn't even bother to talk to me or DM me or ask me about this. They just like broke mutual, which is fine. It's not like it was anybody I was super close to, but still, you know, that kind of shit it kind of gets to you a little bit and it bothers mm-hmm. you and like it, it it very much bothered me and then too like that whole week i just felt like i kept getting in arguments with people which is partially my fault because i'm i can admit that i'm a little bit of an argumentative person um mm-hmm. and so i can't fully place the blame on other people for being toxic if i was engaging with it as well and then like another thing that not to like humble brag but like when you gain followers a lot more of your tweets will get attention especially Mm -hmm. ones that you don't necessarily expect and that is something that can be overwhelming when it's happening like rapidly and i think within Mm -hmm. that week like five or six of my tweets had gotten like well over like 200 300 likes and again Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that to like brag and be like oh my god i get so many likes or whatever but like it, it happened and mm. it was tweets that caused people to like reply and like if you've never had a tweet blow up if you've never had a tweet get more than like 50 likes when it leaves your <clears throat> mutuals and friends mm. and people that you generally follow and talk to on twitter it brings in a certain kind of response because when people don't know you they feel like they can talk to you any kind of way and it it, yeah. it garners a certain kind of reaction from people regardless literally regardless of the intent behind the tweet the content of the tweet what you meant how you felt your intentions none of that matters when somebody sees your tweet and they don't necessarily know you they're they're inclined to just say anything to you and yeah. like i said that had happened with like that had happened like three or four times within that one week and so i just got really really overwhelmed by just like people talking crazy to me in my mentions people spreading horrible things and rumors about me like that's something that is really big for me because i like to think that i'm a decent person and i try really hard to do the right thing and have like moral upstanding so when people are saying things about me that aren't true and, and other people are believing them, that's something that I have a hard time like processing. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what led to me taking my hiatus and you know just being off of wrestling Twitter because I just felt like it was not a place that I was feeling good in. And just a lot of these things were overwhelming me. So I mean, <laughs> hello, kitty cat. Our third co-host. Tony um, makes his appearance. But yep, <laughs> there he goes. Uh, I mean, you you know, 
I, I do I do remember that. I remember that um all happening. Uh because I feel like I remember chiming in and being like it's on tape. You yeah. know, it's on unedited video that this is actually word for word what she said. And I what think she said. Someone, so they posted the video too, and these people were still like calling me a liar, even though like people were posting the video. So there's a couple of things to talk about just coming out of that, just in general, because I mean, as as you know, as our listeners may not necessarily know, uh, I am <coughs> well acquainted with the whole uh, losing a bunch of mutuals and friends because of something that other people have said about you thing. Um, especially in the sphere of wrestling. Uh, it's, and, uh, cause I mean, you, like I said, you know all about it. Uh, but you know, in, in my instance, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it is a little hard for me to compare mine to yours just because I, I know I'm a more, what, how do I want to say this? I don't want to say, like, I'm... Well, I'm a crybaby. You know what I mean? Like, I'm super sensitive about everything, anything. I, you know... My feelings get hurt a lot. I'll admit it. It's... Like, it's just how it is. It's how I've always been. I've always been very sensitive. Especially to things like, you know, friends leaving or, you know friendships dissolving or people having things to say about me, but, uh, it, uh, <laughs> that's, that's right, Oni. Uh, so I, I do understand the feeling of like, on one hand, trying to be like, well, it's social media. It doesn't really matter if these people unfollow me and stuff. And, right. but at the same time, you're like, it's still like when you know, that it wasn't necessarily something that you did and it's something that other people said or did. Right. Then it's like, because if someone just, because uh, like a while ago, a very good friend of mine unfollowed me on like Tumblr and, and Instagram. And this was like two years ago at this point. But I remember being upset about it, but it was one of those things where it was like, it wasn't a big deal. It didn't mean that they were no longer my friend or anything. It's just, they just didn't want the content that I was specifically posting on their feed. And I'm, you know, that's fine. That's, that's whatever. But it's a little bit different when it's connected to people being dicks. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's different when the source is different. And right. I've had a handful of tweets, a handful of replies, uh, on the Twitter, usually to the most random shit. I had a tweet about Lena Dunham go fucking viral. Uh, viral may not be the, the right word, but it was last time I saw it, it was sitting at like 3,000 likes. And I, was, and I have no idea how that happened. I don't know. I don't know how it broke containment, <laughs> but it did. Um, I guess I just hit it at just the right spot so that people, when they were going through the trending tag, would see it. Yeah, Oni, that's pretty much how mm -hmm. it felt. And I've had a couple of other things like that happen, and, like, I, for the most part, I just mute it. I just mute the notifications for it, because I, I, uh, 
I just don't like to see my notification. Like, this is so weird. Because, like, I am, I am such an attention whore on social media. But when I get too many notifications, I start to freak out. You know? Because it's like, you just no, know same. that statistically... You know statistically someone is in there being a dick. Like, you know someone is yeah. in those replies like, okay, being a dick. what did I do? Or what did I say? Like, that's exactly. Like, I have a bunch of, like, notifications. <laughs> like, okay, what did I do? Like, okay. Because it's like you assume... Sorry, we're getting some more of that. Uh... And if the okay, sorry. Persists, sorry again, voice. guys. We're, uh, like I said, hardware issues. We're bouncing back and forth on things. Part of it might be clean feed. Part of it might be our Wi-Fi, because my Wi-Fi has been super jacked up, too, lately. So, there's a handful of things happening. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just, whenever you get that, that flood of, the only time, the only time I've had that happen, where it wasn't awful, there is one, one particular time where I've had this happen where it was all positive, and that was when Misha Collins retweeted me and agreed to send me a copy of his book for free. And then that was nothing but positivity. And I was like, okay. Wait, he did? Yeah. Yeah, no, on... So, uh, fun fact. Not wrestling related in any way, shape, or form. Uh, me being a 26-year-old queer person who's has spent the past 10 years on Tumblr, I obviously am a Supernatural fan. Um, I've been a Supernatural fan since 2005, actually. I watched for about 11 years from beginning to season 11. Uh, so, you know... I've got sovereignty on some of these new bitches, but, uh, obviously Kaz was a favorite of mine. Kaz is played by Misha Collins, and Misha's just a delightful person, and last year he came out with a book of poetry, uh, called Some Things I Still Can't Tell You. And so, it happened, he released it right, I think in September, and so... I was like, you know what? I'm going to do one of those things on social media. Because you know how sometimes people will be like, I'm going to do this every day until this person notices me. And I was like, well, you know, I'll do that. <laughs> Just because, like, never in a thousand years did I think that it would, anything would come of it. But I was like, every day I'm going to tweet Misha Collins. I'm going to tweet at him and offer him a trade of a copy of his poetry book for the link to my Google document full of my own poetry. And so I do this every day for about eight days, and I guess I catch him just right at the right time on, like, the eighth day, and he quote tweets me and he says, uh, you drive a hard bargain, deal, I'll DM you. And I, and I had been, like, getting something from the kitchen, and so I came back to my computer, and, like, Twitter was, like, unable to keep up with the flood of notifications. And <laughs> I was like, like I said, that's the one time that that's happened to me where everything's been positive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everything has been completely just, everyone's been nice. Everyone was like, oh, you got a DM from Misha. That's insane. And it was just a, it was just a lovely experience all around. Like I said, this is not wrestling related, but it is a fun thing that happened last year. And it's nice. Sometimes it's nice to just talk about the fun shit that we do instead of like all of the myriad depressing, traumatic things that happened to us. 
But uh, but yeah, he he actually ended up ended up sending me a copy of his book. I read it. I read through all of it, and then I had to unrelated go to the ER because uh, <laughs> that's just how twenty twenty one was. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a fun little uh experience, and it was it was an example of how sometimes you know one out of every one hundred you know, viral tweets on social media actually is positive and goes to something positive. Uh, but most of the time, because I mean, there was another time where I, uh, and honestly, even on the smaller scale, sometimes this happens because I uh, follow this one trans woman who's a mixed martial artist on Instagram. And... I used to follow her on Twitter, but her Twitter is very politics-heavy, and I can only handle so much of that. Um, but I follow her on Instagram, and I commented on one of her posts that was literally a picture of a donut. It was like a picture of, like, a box of donuts, and people were being super transphobic in the comments. And I was like, why are people being transphobic, transphobic in the comments? This is a picture of a donut. And one guy... A couple of people, like, were arguing with me, but one guy was like, pick a place and meet me and we'll fight. And I was like, are you serious right now? That, that's like, the thing I don't understand about social media sometimes. Like, there's certain things. Why are you that mad about this? <laughs> why, are, why are you? Because, like, what if I had said yes? What if I had said yes and just shown up with a gun? Like, because <laughs> the dude was like challenging me to a fist like, fight, boom, and I was now like, you've "Lost your life, or got right? Seriously injured over a damn Instagram comment." <laughs> like this, the unhingedness like, yeah, over an Instagram of comment, it. Like of all things, like why are you that upset? <laughs> That one was just like I just I ended up just blocking the dude and delete my comment because I was like I'm done with y'all. And thankfully, yeah. I mean I've the been, only time I've definitely been into that a lot more. Yeah. Sorry, I was just like I've been before. I always had like too much pride to like delete anything I say or like turn off my comments or block people because I feel like I had that mentality of like oh if I do that that means mm -hmm. these people win. But like, now I don't care. If one person, even if the person isn't being negative, if somebody replies to my tweet and they say something that I don't want them to say, I will hide yes. their reply and turn off the comments. I, I'm no, so over it. Literally, I, there is this one very popular artist. She, uh, she, I want to say she, she's a photorealistic artist and she, uh, was very popular on Tumblr for many years. She's uh, still pretty popular on Twitter. Um, she made this tweet and I replied to it. And she ended up quote tweeting my reply. And she had an attitude. And so I was like, that's it. You're blocked. So I blocked her and I deleted my reply. Because I was like, no. No. I'm, I don't have the energy yeah, for this like right now. <laughs> I was just like, sorry. Immediately I'm, no. Immediately no. <laughs> I literally, I there's one person that I literally removed as a follower from Twitter, even though I already had them muted, because I was like, I am just so tired of, like, seeing anything that you have to say. <laughs> like, oh, and like, yeah. it wasn't like, it, that was another thing. 
<laughs> soft blocking people because sometimes you just get sick like to me it's the negativity of certain people like certain people yeah. are just so negative about everything and i get having your opinions i get being critical as well like i said i'm like generally like an argumentative like critical person yeah and like i get that but there are some people who are just so negative about everything like there's literally no matter what it is it could be the best thing in the world and they will still find a way to complain about it i'm like jesus does anything make you happy does anything bring you joy like at what point do we just like learn to maybe ignore things that we don't like and so those people they've got to go i've been like muting and like just straight up like soft blocking or blocking people like that i don't even care how long we've been mutuals at this point it's just over it yeah i mean it's and i mean you know this it's well documented that i often have you muted on twitter and it's not and it's not because i honestly yeah right because i say shit that you don't want to (laughs) see like but uh i mean i actually but i do i go and check your twitter every couple of days even when i have you muted because i'm like well i'm sure she said something that you know i have a smart ass reply to (laughs) usually your horny posts that's that's usually what I'm going to. I have yeah, to like troll through and be like, "What she said now," <laughs> but but I mean it's it's but I mean that it it means nothing. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to that, because I you know I still love you. You're still my friend. It's not yeah. any like it, it's nothing deeper than that. It's just it's many times we've talked about curating your experience, and that's all that it is. And it's not. It's nothing about our friendship. I've muted tons of friends before. Literally, like, there have been a couple of times where I've muted multiple people just because they talked about one wrestler too much. And then I unmute them once it's it's died down. And it means nothing. It's just, like, sometimes I just don't want to see all of this about this one thing. And that's it. And... Honestly, I have a close friend, and I'm not going to say their name, but I have a close friend who honestly i'm gonna be honest i love her to death she's a great person but 95 percent of her tweets annoy the shit out of me (laughs) like i just sometimes i'm just like okay girl it's so i have her muted and you know every once in a while like you said every once in a while i go check her account or every once in a while i mute her usually end up meeting her quickly again after that but like <laughs> it, it's fine like i still love her i still you know would defend her protect her all that stuff yeah. we're still good friends but i mean you know, you know i'd fight a bitch for you <laughs> yeah exactly vice versa like so it's it's yeah. it's I, I it's it's just one of those things that people get into their head that means a lot like if someone actively blocks you like blocks you and stops speaking to you that's when you know something has happened but if someone just doesn't want to see your content on their feed, I mean, that's just not, it's just not usually something to worry about. Because, like, especially, like, I mean, let's use the horny posting as an example. Like, if you do nothing but post thirst and talk about sex all the time, some people, even your close friends, aren't going to want to see that. And that's fine. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, what you want to see versus what you don't want to see. And... It's something that I think more people need to... Because, like I said, it took me a long time before I got to a point where I was okay with it. Um, Because I am a giant crybaby. And I do get my feelings hurt all the time. But at one point I was like, you know what? It's not a huge deal. It's, you know... 
I understand that, especially on, like, Tumblr or Twitter, I post some deranged shit. (laughs) I can't think of any other word for it. Um, I know that I often, you know, I often and often am also an argumentative person. I also like to, you know, poke the bear a little bit, swing a bat at a hornet's nest every now and then. Uh, and, and I understand that not everyone wants to see that. Not everyone wants to see, like, like, listen, if I, I wouldn't expect someone who's a diehard AEW fan to follow me on Twitter. Right. Cause, right. cause I shit talk that company. I don't do it as much as I used to, but you know, I, you know, I shit talk that company. I, you know, bad mouth it. And so I wouldn't expect someone who's a diehard fan of that, like, especially, like, I wouldn't expect, like, a Becky Lynch or a CM Punk fan to follow me. To use an even more specific example, because I actively hate those people. So, like, I wouldn't expect anyone who, like, really loves either of them to follow me and be okay with that. And, because it's, like, I, I wouldn't follow someone who hates Tim. You right. know what I mean? I, it's, it's just, it's all about what you want to see. Even if you would get along with the person otherwise. Like, I don't follow Kenny Omega fans. Even if they're, like, generally not annoying, I don't want to see a bunch of Kenny Omega shit on my timeline. So, yeah, you know, like, unfortunately, (laughs) sometimes I get people who are big Becky Lynch fans will follow me. Like, I've had two in a row, and I was like, oh, God, you guys must be lost. Um, Or, like, Kenny or AEW fans will follow me. Sometimes I'll just go ahead and straight up, like, soft block them immediately if I feel like it's going to become an issue. But, like, yeah. sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm not going to follow. I are immediately know I'm not going to follow those people back because, like, I don't mm-hmm. want to see that on my timeline. I have, like, two Becky Lynch fans that I'm good good friends with, and I tolerate the- their posting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was going to say, um, speaking of Tumblr, so <laughs> in my hiatus of wrestling Twitter... I was like, okay, um, maybe Tumblr's died down a bit. You know, it's not as active (laughs) as it was before. Perhaps it's safe for me to go back on there a little bit. You know, because here's the thing is when a lot of your friends are active on wrestling Twitter or in wrestling community, even when I'm on break or in a hiatus, people will still send me things. Mm. You know, either to like get my thoughts on it or like whatever you know reasons. So I still end up being pretty much aware of everything going on, even when I'm not actively on wrestling Twitter. I mean, that's um, what so, I did like, when I told you that Tim was released, right? Like you know, like <laughs> stuff like that, or like I'm in like I'm in group chats, I'm in Discord servers, so like it's kind of all around me, unless I like actively ask people not to. And so, like, I was like, okay, I guess I'll go on Tumblr and, like, you know, maybe throw my little two cents out there. And lo and behold, I don't know if I've talked about this in detail on here before, but lo and behold, like, the first week that I was like, okay, I'll dibble-dabble back on Tumblr a little bit, my freaking Anon came back. (laughs) Because they they got that shit watched, man! They got your notifications on or some shit. They have to, like, literally it was the day after day one, and I remember because my good friend Lou, she had gotten an anon as well. So this person, like, again, I don't know if I've talked about this in detail, but this person doesn't just pick on me. They pick on my whole group of friends. Yeah. Um, they actually, ironically enough, we call ourselves the cronies, but that's because they called us cronies yeah. and, yes. and asked once, and we thought that was the funniest shit ever, and so ever since then, you know, we just called ourselves that. 
But Lou sent me like that she got in her anon. It was because I guess she was happy that Brock won at day one. And yeah. I was like, oh my god, I saved myself from getting a lashing because I was obviously at the pay per view, so I didn't really post on anything that much mm. that night. So I, I kind of got saved from it. But you know what this person did? This person was like, okay, I can't get her for the Brock thing. I'm going to go weeks back to a post where I said, don't compare Britt Baker to Bianca Belair ever, is what I said. Mm-hmm. You know, because Britt Baker fucking sucks, and Bianca Belair is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Don't compare them. Don't make me choke and on my chili dog! This person went weeks back to find something to send me a paragraph long ask about and then after this i don't did you see any of this because i know you don't follow me on tumblr no i've been meaning to go check your tumblr because i do like seeing sorry my mouth is full um because i do you know i am to some degree a petty bitch so i like seeing you know what drama people have decided to bring to you and occasionally I will, you know, comment on it on Tumblr. So, I don't know but, if you uh, saw, but this this person then proceeded to call me, um, me, black woman here, a racist. <laughs> because they sent me this paragraph-long post-tweet ask about Britt Baker and about the AEW's women's division. And they listed a bunch of, like, they listed, like, Tay Conti and... Penelope Ford and um, Anna Jay and I said like I said I'm gonna be honest I don't care about those white women and <laughs> I'm not speaking about the AEW women's division anymore because every time I try to speak up for them I get yelled at, yelled at by AEW fans so I clearly can't win here if I don't defend them then I'm racist I guess and you know I don't care about women's wrestling and whatever but if I do defend them then I'm not giving AEW a chance and I'm just being a hater so you know, there's literally no winning. But this person did call me a racist because I said I don't care about those white women. <laughs> so that was funny. I, they told me to stop talking about racism because I'm a racist. So I thought that was Yes. Funny. Naya, notorious racist. Yeah. <laughs> so it's of course that... for the next couple of days, I of course had to troll in like... Every time a white woman that I like was like watching NXT, I'm like, oh, there's Cora Jade, my third favorite white woman. There's Charlotte Flair, my second favorite white woman. Because that's that's me, of course. It uh that's that's I once again, I I am just always astounded by by the level of shit. That you get on Tumblr, especially from that one motherfucker, because I it it kind of ties back to the dude who tried to fight me on Instagram. Like, how do you have the energy for this? Like, how do you have like this is so like I get tired having a small back and forth with you. Like, like I'm just like, how do people have the energy to do this this often? This is so yes, much. As it pertains to this particular individual. How do you have time to like backlog and read like for at least four, like four to six different blogs? Backlog, read everything they say. 
and just work yourself up to the point to where you were typing paragraph after paragraph after paragraph in their ass spots. Like, you're doing this. Like, how do you have the energy? I barely have the time to, like, do shit that I actually enjoy. How do you have right? time to do this bullshit? Like, like it's so much. Like, I, like, for those of you who don't know, long story short, I was stalked for, like, six months by people on social media and in real life. Won't get into it any deeper than that, but it's I it's a good example to use here. And like, so these people would send me anonymous asks like nonstop for like a week, right? So I finally turned the anonymous asks off. I waited a couple of months, I turned it back on, and immediately, immediately, literally that night, I got one from them. And I was like, are you kidding? And so I turned anonymous asks back off. And these motherfuckers literally made an empty blog called, what was it? What was it? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, it was like, uh, this isn't over yet, was like the URL. And they literally made an empty blog just to send me shit. And I was like, how do you, like, how, like, how do you have the, like, to the point where... At one point, the next time, months after this, I turned on Anonymous asks, asks Again, they sent me one where they talked about the location that I had been at earlier that week. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, yeah, like, how do you, you know, allow yourself to get to that point in, like, terms of, I don't know, like, it, it's crazy to me. And, like, obviously in that situation where they're, like, actually in real life stalking you, that's a completely, like different feeling oh yeah that was a really just crazy ass situation it being in like (laughs) in terms of it being like social media based it's kind of like at least for me if you can't really tell engage how i am with social media i'm pretty nonchalant i try like not to let social media actually affect me in real life because like yeah you know i have real problems (laughs) but you know i don't so it affects me sometimes (laughs) sometimes it gets like sometimes i can have a good sense of humor about it like i said yeah like, you know I'll, i will troll this person or like yeah. just make fun of the situation or laugh about it but then too it does get to a certain point where it does feel overwhelming because like you said like i've tried turning off anon they just like make side blogs to right they make the everything fucking side that blogs? i say because i remember that because that... i remember i got involved with that one motherfucker who made a side blog because I was like, can you stop? And they just, like, yeah. lost their... Fa- and I was just like, dude, what? Like, it, like... You cannot be that important to this person. Exactly. That's where it gets me. It's like, I'm not, you... I'm not that important to people I know in real life. Why am I that important to you? Right? Like, it... it oh God, it's just... It's so crazy when that shit happens. Because I'm like... And it happens to you so often that it's like, yeah. there is a problem. I mean, you know, and that's not even to mention, you know, a certain, you know, wrestling internet news writer who was so butthurt over one comment that you made that they would not let go of it for months. (laughs) Like, when you put it in perspective, I I turned 20 in four months, but, like, as of now, like, a decade, I haven't been a teenager (laughs) Like, I, 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 I myself something of an adult, but I am also technically still a teenager. So when you put it in- You can't even drink yet! 
I cannot, I can't buy, I can't freaking buy cigarettes to roll weed. I can't buy alcohol. I can't even, like, there's so many things that I can't do. I can't get LASIK eye surgery. I'm too young for it. Why are you <laughs> Sorry, we lost you for a second there. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, I can't, I can't, I can't even get like LASIK eye surgery. No, why it's... are you mad that I don't like your favorite wrestler? Why? Why are you that upset? Why do you? Why are you it's mad insane. That I don't like why does it matter to you? <laughs> right? Why does it matter to you that this one person doesn't think you're a real like, journalist? <laughs> If a 12-year-old was like, oh, like, Naya, I don't think your opinions are that good. I'd be like, I don't fucking care what you think. You're 12. Like, that's <laughs> how I would think. Right? And it's, and it's, and it's, like, so, so like. I was 32, and some 18, 19-year-old was like, I don't think you're a real wrestler or you're a real journalist. I wouldn't care. <laughs> I just, it just wouldn't matter to me. I'm <laughs> just, and that's, like, I'd be like, okay, good for you. <laughs> That's another thing, though, like, when it's, when it's, when, like, to keep it to wrestling social media in particular, when people get so upset about other people not liking their favorite wrestler, or even weirder, when they get upset about you liking a wrestler. Because I've mentioned before how people ripped on me for saying Naomi was, in my opinion, one of the best professional wrestlers currently in the world. And I was like, why does it matter? Like, why are you trying so hard to convince me that I am wrong? Like, what? Right. Why is this so important to you? And, like, and that is... I've seen that a lot lately, like, since since they announced all those divas for the Royal Rumble. And, I like, uh, this one really popular wrestling account, he said, like, per- for him personally, seeing um, Summer Rae come back to the ring was more exciting than cm punk's return and honestly i'm, I'm i saw the reaction to that but honestly yeah i'm more excited about summer ray coming back than i was for cm punk's return too i'm gonna be honest about that i mean it's you know it's, you know for me maybe honestly. just maybe sometimes people <laughs> like women's wrestlers instead of men and that doesn't make somebody stupid or dumb like you don't have to insult their intelligence or call them like oh that's a bad take like, especially when they're being outward about the fact that it's a personal Because thing. it's they an didn't opinion! Say, oh, this is bigger for wrestling. Yeah. He it's an opinion! It is like an that opinion. dude. Why are you mad? Why like, that dude didn't me? say, oh, Summer Rae is away. the game changer for all of wrestling. This is gonna bring in a new right. era. He said, no, I'm personally more excited for this woman to come back than I am for CM Punk. And I'm just like, that's a normal thing to think because CM Punk sucks. And it's like yes. <laughs> you like you can be excited about this without like people shouldn't be getting on to people for that shit. Like it's it's literally if, so if far from a big do deal. That so much. They do that so right? much, especially when it comes to women's wrestlers and wrestlers either from the Divas era or or that remind them of the Divas era. Like Man Liv Morgan, Naomi when it comes, like, people always attend, there's a really big account, I don't know if you follow Taryn or not, probably not, but, uh, she's uh, a really big I fan I do account. not, but I, in a, I like her tweets every, because I see them every now her. and then. She's so. a really big account. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's fun. Like, she's... But people will, if she says anything, people will be like, well, you're a Liv Morgan stan. It's like, what's, 
What's wrong with Liv Morgan? Like, what's wrong with being a fan of Liv Morgan? Why are you mad at her because she likes Liv Morgan? I mean, like, I don't even like Liv Morgan that much, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, you're a fucking moron because you like her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. Like, that just... what, what does that come from? It's so weird. Like, why do y'all hate women so much? And, man, and I saw a tweet. Like, Liv Morgan isn't even a bad wrestler. Sorry, I had, had to meet herself for a sec. <laughs> i uh man i saw a tweet yesterday that my dad showed us while we were sitting there watching um fight nights and whatnot and it was this tweet someone made that they they were making fun of people who like enjoyed the divas era and they were like showing a video of like jillian hall uh singing and melina dancing a little bit and they were like this is the divas era they want back and i'm like listen First off, Jillian Hall was awesome. She was an excellent character worker. She was a pretty good wrestler. Like, I mean, she, you know, like I said, I'm not saying she's, you know, like a game-changing athletic talent, but she was good. She did her job. She did it well. She was an excellent character worker. She threw herself into it with a passion, and I can always respect that. And second off, like, people act like the wrestling, like the actual in-ring performances of the women in the Divas era was just 100% awful all of the time, which I think is it beyond absurd. Because, like, if you, like, not not only was a lot of the wrestling in the Divas era's era good, like, not even serviceable, like, actively good, like, one of the things that I always bring up is, like, because obviously Melina was a big part of the Divas entrance, or the Divas uh, era, and one guy said Melina was good only for her entrance to the ring. And I was like, Bret Hart is on record saying that he, that Melina to him is one of the best professional wrestlers that he has ever seen. Are you going to disagree with Bret Hart? Are you? Do you think you know more about this than he does? <laughs> like, and Honestly, but speaking for most of wrestling Twitter, a lot of them think they do, and that's kind of, like, the root of the issue. Yeah. But that's a conversation yeah. in and of itself. But it's it's so frustrating to me, because people get so mad when you say that you liked the Divas era. And, like, listen, like, I, and I talked about this in another episode pretty recently, um, I grew up in, like, the Tori Wilson, Sable, Stacey Keebler, Candice Michelle era. That was what was on when I was a kid. That was Lita, Trish. Those were the women's wrestlers when I was a kid. Victoria, Mickey James came in when I was like, I don't know, maybe nine, ten. Um, so whenever I see people disrespect those women or even the ones that were there, like right at the tail end of when I stopped watching wrestling, like Melina and Beth Phoenix and Maurice and uh, Eve Torres, I'm like, did you guys just not grow up with it? Because I feel like if you grew up with it, you liked it. I, I, it's like, and like, the and like, I'm trying to figure out how to verbalize this. Because it just baffles me. Because I remember I loved all the stuff with the women when I was younger. The only thing that I wanted more of was that I wanted more of the women's wrestling because I enjoyed the women's wrestling so much more than I enjoyed a lot of the men's wrestling. And yeah, 
it's just, it's crazy to me to see people be like, all of this was all terrible and only, the only good things about it were Lita and Trish. And I'm like, no. There was so much good wrestling in the Divas era. Because people act like, you know, these women came in and were just there to be eye candy. And like, most of them actually did try to improve as wrestlers over time. The reason Trish Stratus became what she became is because she put in genuine work and effort into becoming a better wrestler. And tons of them did that. And if you can't respect that, then shut the fuck up, dude. Cause like, again, it's like, they get so mad at you just for having the opinion, not saying that you're right. Not saying that, you know, you are the arbiter of all things, correct wrestling opinions just for being like, yeah, you know, I, I, I liked Maurice as a wrestler. That gets you so much shit. <laughs> it's like, yeah, People it's will, insane. Like, they will literally, and the thing that's like, the thing that pisses me off the most about it is this whole rise of these like shit takes, bad wrestling takes, cringe wrestling takes. Like, oh, people God. who dedicate entire accounts to screenshotting people's tweets just so that other people can dunk on them and be like, oh my God, get a load how dumb this person is. And a lot of the times, the shit that they're posting is like not even that bad. And it's kind of insane because like there will be people who do have some like genuinely unhinged opinions or unhinged like thought like thoughts that they will put out there it's like okay like why do you think that but to have a whole account dedicated to just like screenshotting people's tweets so that other people can try and dunk on them and like question their intelligence over an opinion like in the opinion can only imagine how many times i've ended up on those i don't even look on them i neither do i I don't know if i've ever been on them but i I don't know that i've ever been on one i yeah, I usually do too. I'll mute or block them because I'm like, fuck that, no. Like, but it, it's crazy to me that just for the tweet to be like, I thought. And like the other thing that it's gets me like... about like those in particular is like, it's all opinion. Like it's yeah. all subjective. It's all completely subjective. Everything about wrestling is subjective. Who's the best? Who's the worst? Who deserves what? It's none none of it matters. And none of us yeah. get to decide. Like Right. And it's and you know, you mentioned the the not comparing Britt Baker and Bianca Belair. And I mean, good God, you wanna say something negative about Britt Baker, you best barricade yourself in your house with weapons of war. For the people that are going to come at you. Which is insane. As far as, like, about Britt Baker in particular, like, the thing that bothers me the most and why I said that, don't compare compare Bianca to Britt Baker, is because Mm -hmm. Britt Baker fans are in that category of people where the only way they know how to praise Britt Baker is by putting other people down. And usually, the people they put down are black women, which it usually is Or wonder why that is and and it's because those two are the biggest women in wrestling right now you so of course you know like those are the people they're gonna come after but the difference between bianca and sasha and Britt baker is that bianca and sasha's work speaks for itself if Mm -hmm. like we could do a whole episode on why sasha is great and we don't have to mention anybody else we could just talk about her matches her character work 
you know, her work ethic, all these things, her star power. Same thing for Bianca Belair. We can talk all day long about why Bianca is great, and we don't have we don't have to bring up anybody else's name. But with Britt Baker, they can't just say, "Oh, well, you know, she has good matches, or her character work is great, or X, Y, Z." It always has to be, "Oh, she's more of a star than Sasha is, or she's more charismatic than Bianca is." And in my opinion, neither of those things are true. You know, that's why I said that. Like, don't compare Sasha, don't compare Brit to Bianca, especially to say like, "Oh, Brit is a bigger star than Bianca is." No, she's not. Like the only Bianca, thing you can. Th- in fact, spe- speaking of sorry, speaking of tweets that like blew up and got more attention than I needed it to, and got people coming at me all crazy, was me saying, <laughs> um, "I said Bianca Belair hung out with Megan Thee Stallion, Britt Baker hung out with Dave Meltzer." Which that's not an opinion; that is a fact. Like I I'm do sorry. remember that. I remember that. I tried to stay out and of that one because I was like, "Ooh!" People were just like, "They were that so meets hornet's nest," and like posting pictures of her with like I'm not even gonna get into it this isn't even a drag Britt Baker session but like you yeah. know posting pictures of her backstage at AEW events with like celebrities that were invited to the event like like do you understand that Megan Thee Stallion would mentioned- come to a WWE show and take a picture with Bianca Belair Bianca Belair was at a Megan Thee Stallion concert went backstage and took a picture with Megan Thee Stallion There's I like, remember one different. person one person had a picture of like Brett, uh, Brett with Bret Hart and Kenny Omega, and they were implying yeah. that Bret Hart was a bigger worldwide deal than Megan Thee Stallion. Which I will say, Megan Thee Stallion, if you ever listen to this, you could probably come up with a pretty kick-ass like Bret Hart inspired outfit. The pink and black, it would work. Oh yeah, Just the pink and black, that would be but, better. Because it's not that Bret Hart isn't a pop culture sensation because he has been since the 90s but you cannot compare someone who became a pop culture pop culture sensation in like 1997 and has had a decent lasting legacy to one of the biggest musical artists currently in the entire right. world <laughs> you know especially and considering again, like considering Bret Hart is in the medium of wrestling you know what I mean yeah. like I feel like that's a big difference too like Bret Hart is of course Bret Hart is gonna take pictures with wrestlers he's a wrestler it's it's yeah. not like it's the same like Bianca's taking pictures with the Undertaker you don't see me flaunting around oh my god Bianca took a picture with the Undertaker like it's the fucking Undertaker a lot of wrestlers take pictures with him what yeah. do you mean but Megan Thee Stallion is the biggest, like, she's a Grammy winner. She's the biggest, one of the biggest rappers in the world right now. She's super, like, she supersedes wrestling. I'm sorry, but she does. Yeah. That's that's the difference here. And, like, that was the point that I was making. But, of course, that completely went over these people's heads. Because they only see things in terms of wrestling. And they don't exist in a world where there are They're things stuck that in a bubble. are bigger than or more important than wrestling. Yeah, it's like it's like the who's bad bunny thing all over and over again. They got somebody got mad at me because uh, Oh that, that god, movie, not that. They quote they quoted with a picture of like it was like some random actor. Again, I'm a child. I'm 19. If somebody <laughs> was popular in the 90s, like a popular actor in some fucking movie in the 90s, I probably don't know about it cuz I was born in 2002. I'm sorry. I wish God, I, I feel old. Earlier, I would have been. <laughs> but 
But like they were like, how do you not know this person? And I'm like, this person was a big deal in 1993. I'm 19. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. Right. I think Bianca. I of course I think Megan Thee Stallion is a bigger deal than this guy. I don't know who the fuck that is. Like, right. Like, Like, but then they'll turn around and be like, who's Bad Bunny? I don't know who Bad Bunny is. Like, how do you not? What? What do you mean? I had, like, I'll, I'll admit, like, I wasn't, like, super well-versed on who Bad Bunny was before he was in wrestling, but, like, I knew he was a musician, and he was a popular musician at that, so it's, like, just admit that you're out of touch. Yeah, like, that's literally it. Like, so, wait, 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 wait. Have you ever seen the, the, the Simpsons meme with Principal Skinner where it's, like, am I wrong? No, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> yeah that's all it ever is yeah that's literally like, it like am i out of touch no it's the children who are wrong about what's popular these days <laughs> like that's all it ever no, you're is wrong. no one cares about bad bunny but we we got we fucking love this dude from jackass which you know i've watched the jackass movies i know who johnny knoxville is but i saw so many people on my timeline so genuinely offended that like people my age didn't know who Johnny Knoxville was. Again, and these are the same people who are like, who's Bad Bunny? Who cares about Megan The Stallion? Why are they at this rap festival wrestling? I'm like, because black I'm people begging like you wrestling people to get a grip. <laughs> like, oh, also to stop being racist, because like if we're being real, oh. like. <laughs> I was gonna say, can we please talk about the AEW thing with Tony Khan and Big Spool? Which Tony thing? Khan, I kind of want to rant about it. I feel like oh, there's been seven. All of it, because <laughs> I, I really want to like. I just really want to rant about this. Is it? Is it the? Uh, so go ahead the, and the... about. Sorry. No, is it the 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 one with uh, Swole and yeah. his stupid ass? Oh yeah, feel free to take a shot. Yeah. Do what you want. <laughs> so, if you're unaware, a cliff notes of what the situation was is Big Swole, former AEW star, I guess you could call her, um, said in an interview that she felt like th- that AEW has an issue in the diversity department of things, which, if you follow me on Twitter, this is something that I've been talking about since, like, 2000. 2020 at least, probably earlier than that. Um, and we've talked about that kind of on here. I want to say we talked about. So, this is not a new topic. This is not a new conversation. This is not a new critique of AEW. But this is, however, the first time we've heard somebody who was in AEW actually speak on it. And mm-hmm. I'll say this. Swole was a lot more polite about it than I w- would or ever have been about this topic. She still showed a lot of like love and respect and uh, gratitude towards her time in AEW and working with Tony. She also never said that Tony was a racist or that anybody at AEW was racist. What she all she said was it just felt like they weren't like people of color, black people were not getting as much uh, opportunity in AEW as perhaps, you know, they should be. Again, this is not anything new. Literally the whole black wrestling draws thing was a product of the fact that Big Swole was, and other black wrestlers in AEW were not getting these opportunities that we felt like they deserved. And so of course, 
Tony Khan and AEW and their inability to do anything in terms of PR correctly quote tweeted this quote from this article and basically tried his best to dunk on Big Swole, thus causing all of AEW's fanboys to dunk on Big Swole. One of the things she mentioned is that AEW and AEW fans can't take criticism. Again, another talking point that is not new at all because it's something that so many of us have noticed forever ago. And, like, again, of course, the best way to prove that you guys can take criticism is by being completely incapable of taking this criticism. And so Tony tried to dunk on her, causing fans to try and dunk on her, some other wrestlers from AEW to try and dunk on her or co-sign what Tony said. And this became this really, really big thing. And one, I felt like Tony's response was completely like unprofessional. I don't believe that that was the way to handle that, whether he agreed with her or not, especially considering how respectful she was. Cause like I said, I would not have been that nice about it. And two, that has caused her the past like couple weeks, I think every day or every other day, I've seen her posting violently racist messages she's been getting from AEW fans. And this is, I blame Tony. I believe that that is a direct cause of his behavior. Because when you... It's similar to the situation where we're talking about that unnamed journalist where... He has hundreds of thousands of followers. So, of course, if somebody with hundreds of thousands of followers quote tweets or replies to somebody who has less of a platform or is in more of a victim situation, those people that follow and, like, look up to them are going to have their back and go to bat for them and attack that person. And that's essentially what's happening right here with Tony. He knew that by... Applying to that post and put he said was going to cause people to come after Swole in a certain way and essentially mm-hmm. the entire that entire side of the wrestling community dogpiled this woman I don't even I'm gonna be honest I don't even like Big Swole that much I think she's a great wrestler but like her as a person is not really my cup of tea but at the end of the day right is right and wrong is wrong and how they treated her in that company and how they treated her in response to this is completely and utterly wrong and disrespectful. And I believe that it is a completely picture perfect example of what she's talking about and what people in AEW. His response to name all the black people and what matches they've had recently or what opportunities they have coming up is a picture perfect example of how not to respond to something like that because it proves that you don't see black people as valuable as you see other non-black people it proves that you just see them as tokens it's like if you can name in one tweet what all the black people in your company are doing then they're not doing enough i'm sorry mm-hmm. he was like well willie hobbs is doing this jade is doing that this person that and it only came out to about four or five people the thing is four or five black people don't all work at AEW and I'm not saying everybody has to be doing something at at once but it is a little bit ridiculous that you were able to pull off a pay-per-view with only two black people on the whole card and they were all in one match you know what I mean like there's Mm -hmm. just there's layers to this and all of them have been displayed by Tony and AEW's fans 
and other people in AEW, including some of the other black wrestlers. And on one hand, I will say I'll give them a benefit of the doubt that wrestling is a very political business and that you have to move a certain way so as not to mess up your own bag. And I get that. Jade just won the TBS championship or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. And I also feel bad for her because I feel like Tony doing this has made her, it cheapened her win because it looked mm-hmm. like it was a response to that as opposed to it being because she genuinely deserved it, which she does. Same thing with Willie Hawk. Well, <laughs> you know, I know that he's a, he's a great, I mean, I think Willie is great, but like, yeah. you know, obviously I feel like they, they, maybe it's possible they liked and retweeted that and said what they said because they didn't want to lose out on their own opportunities and mess up their yeah. own bag. But at the same time, you know, part of it is kind of like, you know, it sucks to see that they didn't have Swole's back because I feel like if the roles were reversed in any way, Swole would have had their back because I do know that about Swole, you know, in terms of how she carries herself. And even Leo Rush, I was very happy that he was one of the only, he was the only wrestler in AEW who spoke up for Swole, but then immediately flipped the switch, presumably after talking to Tony. And I don't know if Tony did uh, Vince McMahon light Jedi mind trick, if you've ever heard people talk about that, you know, and changed Leo's mind, or if he just completely blew smoke up his ass, or if he threatened his job. I don't know what what took place, but whatever it was, I was kind of disappointed that Leo folded that quickly and basically did the same thing to school that everybody else did. Like, the whole situation just pissed me off. I did not like how all that happened. It was... I, I don't I don't even think I really said anything about it because I was like there's nothing that I can contribute to this because this is that would be like throwing a rock at a runaway train. And I was like because the minute that Tony decided to decided to retweet it and say what he said, I was like there's nothing there's nothing that can be done for this situation. Because I know he's not going to apologize. You know what I mean? Because, like, him apologizing and saying, you know, oh, I was wrong to say that and all that, then maybe. But I was like, no, this is... There's nothing to be done for this. There's nothing to be done for Swole. That's... That's the end of this conversation. Because... I just, like, because I feel like we've talked about before, the AEW fan base can be a little herd mentality. Let's call it that. They can be very protective yeah. of the company and of Tony, and they take any slight, perceived slight against AEW excuse me, very, very seriously. Usually more seriously than is needed. Um, So it was just one of those things where I was like, there's no good ending to this. And then as you said, you know, Swole started posting screenshots and other people started posting screenshots of similar messages that they got after supporting Swole of people just being awful telling them to kill themselves telling them nasty shit just up and down 
And I I feel like it would be unwise to say that Tony knew that was going to happen. Um, just because I feel like there's some libel issues there. But, I mean, he had to have known that, because he knows what his fan base is like. You know what I mean? He knows right. what AEW fans are often like when it comes to perceived slights against the company. So, it does feel a little bit like he knew that this was going to cause a giant problem. And I think it was pretty inappropriate on his part to contribute to that in any way. And especially given how bad it got, because this was, uh, this lasted for multiple days, just this whole controversy. And one of the things that actually bugged me about it the most is that a bunch of people, I don't know how much of this you saw, but a bunch of people were just being nasty, talking the worst kind of shit. And then they would say, well, it's just because she's a bad wrestler. You know, like they would act right. like... That's, what I was, that's the one thing I forgot to mention. Yeah. Because people would act like, well, you know, Tony was right to say what he said because, yeah, Big Swole isn't a good wrestler and she isn't that good. And I'm like, but that is not the problem. Like, that is not right. the issue here. The issue is not... The, her wrestling talent has nothing to do with this. It had nothing to do with what she was originally talking about. Because she wasn't exactly. even just talking about herself. She was talking about, about other herself. people. Exactly. Who, she was talking about other people who also may have been seen as better wrestlers than she is, who also weren't getting opportunities because they're not white. And it's and like... she named in particular was Sunny Kiss as well, and she's always spoken up for Sunny Kiss. Uh-huh. And... Like, she, I believe she mentioned, like, Sunny Kiss has not been on AEW TV in, like, well over a year at this point. You know, like, it wasn't just about her. And you can't sit here and say that every black wrestler in AEW just isn't that good, because otherwise, why do they work there? And another thing is, like, even, even then... Tony Khan has gone on record saying that he thinks she's a good wrestler. So he was obviously just exactly. up in his feelings. Exactly. That's right, Oni. He lashed Thank you, out. Oni. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and he just, he lashed out. He was in his feelings and he decided that he was gonna say this about this woman knowing that there was a chance that it would turn into a giant thing. And which I mean, to me, it's like, why are you that temperamental and you're running a company? Like, to me, that is odd to me. I mean, like, say what you will about Vince and Nick Khan. But, like, I don't think I have ever heard of either of them, at least in the past decade, being like, making, like, an official statement after someone said something about WWE and being like, well, they're not actually that good, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and... Bro, even Hunter, when he does the media calls, Vince and Hunter, when they do the media calls, I think, like, the pettiest thing I can remember Vince saying in the, in most recent 
memory was like him cracking a joke about like say, like giving more wrestlers to AEW. Yeah. But besides that, they don't even in like semi-professional settings, they're not doing these kinds of things. And to me, like I, I said that the other day, like I was like in I mostly said it as a joke, but I was like, you know, the McMahons may be evil, but at least they have some cooth. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> at least they're evil and classy. Like another thing that got me about and this this wasn't something that I thought about. This was something that um, I have a friend who is uh, half white and half Indian. Um, and they were in a conversation on it about it on Tumblr. And they were like, yes, Tony is like, what, half Pakistani, I think? And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, but he's also like a very light-skinned mixed race. Right. Half Pakistani dude. I saw that comp- and I saw that conversation taking place as well, like about Tony being a man of color. And I'm like, yes, I'm obviously not not gonna erase anybody's um anybody's ethnicity, especially someone who's not black, because that's never my place. But at the same time, you know, he does have a certain amount of privilege because he is a fair skinned he is a very white passing, if you didn't know anything he's about also him, literally a billionaire him, he could pa- yeah that too like he holds a certain amount of privilege he's within a position of power it is very different when you're talking like, about things from that perspective this and i will say this is a hot take but apart from black people once you reach a certain level of wealth your race doesn't matter again hot take but, and that's just because black people will always one way or another end up getting, you know, victimized by police or power of, a, you know, figures of authority. And that's just the world that we live in. Um, but like, once you are a billionaire, you can buy your way out of literally every problem that you have, regardless of whether it's about your race or not. Like... So, like, I don't actually have any sympathy for him when it comes to that. Because I'm like, you are part of the ruling class of this country. Yeah. And you expect me to feel bad for you about literally anything. Like, I'm sorry. I I don't. Just, like, I don't. And actually, apparently, this is unrelated to wrestling, but kind of related to that. You know, apparently that's how it works in Brazil. In a lot of places. Like, your race what, is determined that... by your wealth. Apparently that's how it works. Oh, yeah. Sense. I know historically... I know historically that's been a thing in a lot of places. I didn't know necessarily that it was going on so much now, but, yeah, I do know that that has historically been a thing. Because, yeah. you know, everything always comes back to money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But either way, this whole thing with Tony was just... The thing that, like, at the end of the day, regardless of the actual context of the conversation overall, I was just like, this is so unprofessional. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is so deeply, deeply unprofessional for a boss to do that, like, like, you could, like, Swole could have posted this anonymously on, like, the Am I the Asshole read in, everyone would be like, your boss is the asshole. You know what I mean? Exactly, <laughs> like, it was exactly. Just, like, to go like, and, like, tweet it? That's crazy. Because, like, this is, and honestly, this is part of the issue with having 
someone as young as Tony? Oh, excuse me. Having someone as young as him in the position that he's in, because he's very much a Twitter age person. And you can see why that's a problem. <laughs> you know, like, you can yeah. see why that's a problem now. Because it, it, it leads like to things like this. It's like he doesn't have, like... Yeah, it's like he doesn't have... I hate to say it, but sometimes he acts like he doesn't have any fucking home training. <laughs> he just, like... But also, in another sense, like, he is young, but he's also, like, a grown-ass man. Like, oh no, Tony's almost 40. What the fuck? Oh no. He's old as hell. Not old, but, like, grown. He's grown as hell. To be acting like that? Come on, man. You're not a baby. And again, no matter, it no matter does... how much you want to make people look at you as such, you're not. Like, take the fucking glasses off. Stop trying to, you know, act like you're one of the kids. You're a grown-ass man. You are the president of this company. Act like it. Have some class. Have some cooth. Have some professionalism. Wrestling is a very different industry than any other industry, but that doesn't mean you can't carry yourself like you got some sense. <laughs> yeah, like, I think that's a good way to phrase it, because it... Gosh, it just... <sighs> the whole thing was just such a mess, and... I, that's one of the reasons why I say that, like, I didn't even really say anything about it, because I was like, there's nothing that I can say to this. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> like, it was just so bad all around. And... Gave us at the time, but when I caught, when I caught Ray, um, I was on my hiatus at the time, and when I caught wind of this, I literally was like, okay, I will log in to talk about this because <laughs> it was just it pissed me off that much as it should have because it was fucking stupid like the whole like it, it, and like i said it just felt like it just kept going and no one would let go of it so i was like right uh -huh. <laughs> i was like can we please get over this but like not in the sense that like we should get over it and that like it needed to, like, everyone needed to just forget about how awful it was. It was just like a... How do I want to say this? It was just like... Certain people wouldn't let go of it. And they just wanted to keep dragging yeah. it on and on so that they could keep getting onto Swole and they could keep, you know, being a dick. And I was just like, this right. is... Y'all need to let this the fuck go. Because it's just not fucking worth it. Yeah. It, yeah. It was just... The whole thing was a giant mess. It was awful. It was awful all around. Nobody liked it. Except for the racists. <laughs> it just... Oh my god. That was a pretty major thing that happened in, in the context of... Of wrestling. Though. Since... Yeah. But yeah, no, it was just, oh, it sucked. It sucked so bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, uh, and God, it really was just so bad. Oh, I can't believe I, like, I hadn't forgotten about it, but it hadn't been on my mind recently. But just thinking about it, I'm just like, this was insane. 
And I did appreciate that when Swole, like, posted a screenshot of one of the messages that she got, she didn't blur out the name or anything. And I'm like, good? Because you do not need to be protecting that person. If they straight up sent you that message, fuck them. Everyone needs to go report them. Because... That's one of the things I hate is when people, like, blur out the names of people who tell them to kill themselves. I'm like... (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Give us just a second, I think. Uh, I I think the cat just tried to attack Naya. (laughs) Are you okay? Did the cat try and eat your microphone? (laughs) He, like, pawed at me and I jumped away and my earpod (laughs) fell out. So, He's apparently, Oni wants us to be done with this episode. I think it's the message that he just sent. Yeah. Oh, like, rude little cat. We have two more to go. <laughs> oh, that cat cracks me the fuck up, man. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, I mean, we have been at this for about 100 minutes now. So, it's, you know, I think, and I think we've covered a decent amount of, of stuff, just in general. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we'll go on to our uh, match and song recommendations. Uh, if you want to go first, oh, you can go first. Or, um, Actually, I do have one. Hold on, let me find I, it real quick. I just need to look up the match that I'm thinking of in particular. Who am I kidding? I know what I'm going to say. So, in, <laughs> in my, uh, another part of my hiatus, like I said, I was doing a lot of, like, focusing. I'm trying to get back in the ring. So, I was going through my watch list and some of the women that I'm, like, looking at to um, take inspiration from. And one of those women is Reggie Bennett. And I think she's so freaking cool. Um, so, my match recommendation is going to be Mariko Yoshida versus Reggie Bennett from it's a match from 1998 and it's on YouTube just search it up you'll find it yeah only, exactly <laughs> and my song recommendation hmm, my song recommendation uh, my song recommendation is a song called Pam by Hoodbrat it's if you're into hip hop or like trap music Check out Hood Brad. She's pretty cool. Was that, sorry, I completely zoned out for a second. Was that a song or a match? That was a song, right? <laughs> I did both, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um,. Let me see. So, my match recommendation, because like I said, uh, Mr. Timothy Thatcher recently got released from the WWE, and it only feels right to, uh, you know, theme it with him for the match recommendation. So, I'm recommending... Johnny Goodtime versus Timothy Thatcher 2, uh, which is available on YouTube. Um, it was posted nine years ago from Pro Wrestling Bushido. And it is, uh, at the time, Tim was the world champion for that promotion. And the fight is for the heavyweight title. 
And it's just, you have to watch all the way to the end because there's a moment at the end where he's holding his title and looking down on it and, like, crying that just, to me, is, like, I never shut up about that moment because it just, to me, embodies everything that is so unbelievably good about Timothy Thatcher as a wrestler. And, you know, to keep it kind of on theme with him, um, you know, Tim has said a lot of times that he's a fan of, like, punk rock and, you know, some pop punkish stuff. So, because I'm a schmaltzy bastard, I'll go with um, Pop Rocks and Coke by Green Day. Um, which, if, you, if you've heard that song, you know why I'm saying that it's a schmaltzy choice. Um, if you haven't and you go listen to it, you will realize why it's a schmaltzy choice. Um, but yeah, those are my, my match and song recommendations for, uh, for today, for this episode. So thank you all for listening and, you know, coming back to us after our hiatus. Uh, we hope to bring you a good yes. couple months of wrestling discussion and content and topics and, you know, like I said, hopefully we'll have some fun new stuff in the future along with some of our classics. And, you know, stay safe. Stay in your house as much as you can. Uh, you know, uh, wear masks. Double mask it. Get your booster. Get, you know, stay as safe as you can because uh, the Omerian is going crazy right now. And, you know, I... Yeah, and, uh, you know, just, it's it's important for you and the people around you to stay as safe as you can. So, thank you, everyone. We will see you next time. <laughs>